thing you do. Comedy Mushroom Cult Podcast. We are back. Better than ever. I don't know if... It's been a week. I don't know if you can say back. Don't call it a comeback. Been here for years. Yeah, you came here for Vanilla Ice content. One of the main reasons I... It's like something that I I have a problem with every once in a while remembering. Uh, The reason... Probably why I do comedy is because uh, I I thought being a white rapper was a good idea uh, because I grew up in a time and a location where 8 Mile was just really, it was the pinnacle of cinema. Uh, I mean, it did win an Oscar, I think, for music or whatever. So, like, it makes sense. And it's a good movie. You should watch it. Um, It doesn't, maybe it doesn't make sense at all uh, and is kind of problematic. A little bit, I guess. I don't. Not really. No. I mean, they kind of, for a movie made at that time with that content, uh, it's actually not that problematic. It actually ages well. Shout out Eight Mile for aging well. Really, Eminem for honestly. I mean, other than like the drugs and like, even if you listen to the the music that says he's homophobic, like even like the one line he says like something about. Uh, we can hump dead animals, but there's a problem when another man and another man can elope or something like that. And it says you in the background. Like, I understand, like, the sound drop is probably the problem, but, like, he's talking about Tom Green fucking animals being okay, but, like, gays, gays, gay people not being able to get married is a problem. So, I mean, he did a pretty good job. And I don't think he ever used the N-word in a song. I really didn't expect this to go from Vanilla Vanilla Ice to Eminem so quickly. Uh, But shout out Eminem. Other than, like, the drug thing and saying he wanted to kill his wife. But, I mean, who doesn't publicly want to murder their their life partner? Um, Again, if you hear noises in the background, Pete Wentz has been asleep all morning in my living room and has just now decided that he wants to play. Uh, So now he's making all the noise in the world. Um, but it's fine because that's what, that's what kittens do. And it's still funny to me to say things like, oh, Pete Wentz is asleep on my couch right now. Uh, Boozer, please leave Pete Wentz alone. Actually, Boozer doesn't bother Pete Wentz at all. He's the best dog in the entire world. Um, but, uh, opening clip, Jerry Springer. Uh, this is almost one of those, like, I'm glad that I waited until now to do it. It's almost, uh, a kismet as the chosen people would call it um like i was at the gym and i was running and i saw that jerry springer died and it's like oh okay now we have something to talk about on the podcast because every once in a while i'm like afraid that uh my stupid brain won't be able to come up with anything and then i had to like think through like oh jerry springer everybody has some sort of jerry springer moment or memory if they were like born in the 90s or raised in the early 2000s or I don't know had inattentive parents that let them watch Jerry Springer during the middle of the day uh because that's when like they used to put like TV for adults was in the middle of the day uh because children are supposed to be at school and they would put it at late night as well but I mean they would put like real weird trashy TV like you wouldn't have like the Bravo network where you could turn on like trashy TV 24/7 or like go find it online on reels or like TikTok or whatever like you had to like 
wait until Jerry Springer came on to learn if the Klan is fighting transgender people. Now that's just news. Like, that's just things that are happening. That used to be a bit uh, on a television show to give views. But now, since we're, like, so hyper-aware of everything, uh, that's, like, 24-7 content. It's almost like the news wants these things to happen all the time. Like, they saw Jerry Springer getting all of these... uh, these views on TV, and they're like, do you know what we could do? We could really, really focus all of our attention on that and then make that a national conversation uh, every single day when, like, most things are fine. Like, literally, if you look around you, there's not, like, violence, unless you're, like, in a spot where there's violence in the street, but, like, even in those spots where, like, I don't, you watch national news and you would think that, like, Akron a couple weeks ago was on fire, and... Yeah, the cops threw some tear gas at people and fucked the police, uh, all of them, every single one of them. And, you know, we're in that first five minutes where you're not supposed to say things like that. Like, we just almost made it. Almost made it. Fuck. Now I'm going to get buried. And that's not the reason I'm going to get buried in the algorithm. Nobody, whatever. Uh, But, like, yeah, they tear gas some people. And, like, people were like, everybody in Akron, I hope you're safe. It's on one street. Like, the rest of the city was working fine. I mean, when there's a shooting in a city, or like it, like when that guy shot up that bank, where shootings are supposed to happen. I don't know if I said it last week, but like that's where we're a lot, government buildings, banks, that's okay. We, as a society, we need somewhere, okay? Now, don't like kill innocent people, especially children. Uh, but I mean, most banks have bulletproof shit. Just like do what they tell you and you'll get on. And like, whatever, we don't want shootings. But that's not on the same level as like, random shootings in fucking public places that like that's like terrorism robbing a bank or trying to rob a bank that's that's as old as time like we've got movies about it people loved like fucking babyface nelson because of it and i only know babyface nelson from fucking uh oh brother we're out thou but uh like, Machine Gun Kelly, the rapper, is named after a gangster who used to fucking rob banks. Like, we're fine with it. As a society, we should be fine with banks getting robbed. If you work at a bank, I don't think that your life is expendable. But, like, you know that you work for the devil. Like, you're kind of selling your soul. Like, you can get paid the same amount of money to work at fucking McDonald's. Like, and for some reason you think it's a better job. No, you're making money for the devil, all right? It's maybe it's like when you become a police officer and they're like blue lives matter. It's like they chose that job. I understand that like nobody should get killed at their work period. Like that's a base level thought, but also you're signing up for that. Like you part of the reason you want to be a cop is like you want your life and the life of others in your hands. Same thing with banks. You want money in your hands. And like who's going to come get the money? Poor people or people trying to make a point and trying to take down banks. It's going to happen, all right? You kind of sign up for it. They tell you, like, in Bank 101, just give them the money. It's all insured. Like, who gives a fuck? But we're getting away from Jerry Springer. (laughs) Jerry Springer died. Uh, And he's, like, an interesting fellow because... Uh, for those of you who don't know who Jerry Springer was, uh, congratulations that you made it to this point in life without knowing who Jerry Springer was because you probably had good parents or something. Um... But he used to be the mayor of Cincinnati and uh, in Ohio, and then he had to step down uh, in a prostitution scandal, prostitution, 
Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> prostitution is the same as Worcestershire. I'm going to put some prostitution sauce on my, uh, in my hamburgers. That's the fucking secret. Um, we just stepped down as the mayor of Cincinnati because of a prostitution scandal, uh, which is a great old school um, scandal issue that you don't really, you don't get anymore. Like Jerry Springer dying is really the end of an era. And it's really kind of a bummer because like now, like the biggest reason he reached out to the FBI uh, and basically stepped on himself because he paid for prostitutes with a personal check, which is a hilarious statement in 2023 to think that that's something that you'd have to worry about. Because one, prostitutes don't exist anymore. They're all sex workers. They probably have a union and they make more money than you do. Uh, personal check. When's the last time you saw it? I get checks uh, from businesses. I got a check sent to me in the mail for no, like Venmo me. All right. Checks don't exist. Um, except for work, like even work gives you direct deposit. Like it, everything's like wired to you now. Personal checks aren't a thing. If somebody's writing you a personal check, they're your grandma or they don't actually really trust you with that much cash. Like they want to give you an errand to do before you go buy drugs with that money. Like, they know you're going to buy drugs with the money, but they don't want to, they're not going to the bank to get you the money to buy drugs. Again, banks, you know, you're working for drug dealers. That's all you're doing. Nobody uses cash. You only have to go to the bank when you're depositing cash from your job, so that's some other rich person's money, or to pick up cash to buy drugs, or to pick up cash to give to somebody that they're going to buy drugs with it. When's the last time you actually bought something with cash? Like, I, ca I get paid in cash because, like, I do comedy and you get paid under the table, which is basically drugs. And we're selling alcohol to people and then they give us fucking money. And I usually use that cash to buy drugs. Or I have to go to, I had to open up another bank account to put that money into the ATM because my main bank only does direct deposit because it's 2023. So then you go to the bank and you get them, whatever. So personal checks, they don't make sense. But, so we had to step time. And then instead of just being like a disgraced politician, he got a television show based around other disgraced people. Like he would get crazy people on there to fucking like see if people were there. Like if they were the parents of people, cheating scandals. Like, he would have fucking clan members on there. Like, all the people that they say not to give a platform. That's what Jerry Springer made so much money off of. And he's a beloved person. But when, like, someone like Joe Rogan does it, like, just because we don't like it now, uh, you can't do it. And I'm not going to defend Joe Rogan. Uh, he's got enough money to defend himself if he ever wants to. Um, but, like, having that is a problem. I don't know. I was fighting with my cat. So the reason that we got that far and through this, that it was a cogent tangent, uh, is, is actually amazing. Um, I'm a professional over here, folks, but no, he made money off of like the underbelly of society, which is amazing because like, think of another prominent mayor who had to step down, like Andrew Cuomo. Was it Andrew Cuomo that was the mayor? Which one was the one on TV? We, one of the Cuomo brothers, I think it was Andrew Cuomo, who was the mayor of New York, had just stepped down because of a sexual uh, harassment uh, allegation. And I don't know if it, like, ever went to court, if it was ever proven. But, like, yes, sexual harassment is wrong, but it's, like, not, like, actually a crime until somebody, like, you can prove that it happened. And, like, Jerry Springer, Springer used 
checks to pay for prostitutes, which is still illegal, and, like, became a millionaire because of it. Andrew Cuomo had to step down because, like, he made people feel uncomfortable, which, again, don't do, but those are completely different things. Those are two separate situations. Now, and Andrew Cuomo is probably blackballed from politics, from television. Like, he's not... If Andrew Cuomo came out with a Jerry Springer-esque show... One, God bless him. Like, that would be great. I don't like him. I don't want sexual harassers on television and getting millions of dollars. He's already a millionaire because he's a rich person. But, like, you don't want to give them... You don't want to reward that behavior. And I guess now, looking back at it, it's actually progressive that Jerry Springer got rewarded with millions of dollars for for actually helping sex workers. Um, but also, whatever, it's against the law, and you're the mayor, you kind of have to, like, not do that. Um, but yeah, if Andrew Cuomo came out and had, like, a Jerry Springer-esque television show, the world would fucking explode. Do you know how many white women would fucking march down to, like, the CBS or ABC building, which is actually probably some dude's just, like, MacBook, because who actually goes anywhere to film television shows anymore? Like, the world would explode. Twitter would be shut down for the day. They'd be like, do you know what? We're going to give you five minutes of no Twitter just so you can wrap your head around the idea of Andrew Cuomo getting fucking... Like, the last person who slingshot... Slingshotted? Slingshot? Was sling... Slinged up in a shooting matter through, like... I don't, it's Donald Trump. Like, it's... Donald Trump is another one. Like, he buried all of that stuff, had a television show, like, basically redid his image, and then became president. So, look out for President Andrew Cuomo in, like, 20 years. Or, really, fucking, um, Al Franken. Because he had to do the same thing. It was a, it was a fucking sexual harassment thing that took him down. Now he's starting to do podcasts. Uh, look out for him to get back into the, the presidential world. And don't say that we actually care, because, I don't know, Bill Clinton was on the fucking campaign trail with Hillary, and I don't, he was the best at it. He was the absolute best at sexual harassment, and his wife stood by him, and basically, in today's words, we would say she enabled it. And we still wanted her to be president. So don't, don't get on your soapbox uh, when Andrew Cuomo runs for president in 20 years. I don't know how old he is, but it doesn't really even matter because Joe Biden's a thousand and doesn't know that he's president, and he's still president. So Andrew Cuomo with dementia in 20 years is going to be president. Welcome back, Andrew Cuomo. What a fiery beginning to a podcast. And we're like halfway done with what we usually do. Oh, man. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I've kind of, like, popped out of my funk a little bit. And uh, it's it's one of those things that happens. Uh, we're in the mental health portion of the mental health podcast. Um, but, like, when you just have, like, a lot of shit coming up that you're kind of looking forward to and you're not exactly happy with where you're at at that moment, it's easy to get buried in, like, self-pity. Not even self-pity, but just, like, impatience is really what it is. Like, you see so much cool shit coming up on your calendar, and it's, like, two weeks away, and you're like, I have to fucking just put my head down and do open mics in a bar, like a cocktail lounge, which I, I don't know if you've listened to this and you know what Maddie's is. I love Maddie's. It's a cool space where, like, they let me get away with murder and be insane. But, 
like they you just have to like suck it up and you're like in your mind you're fucking or in my mind i don't want to put the royal you uh you you think you're a genius at certain points and um you're like i shouldn't be in fucking cocktail lounges i should be in fucking madison square garden which i don't want to do venues that big uh that'd be insane i I feel like comedy loose we're not gonna whatever we're bouncing around this is cup of coffee number two i already went to the gym today ran a couple miles uh trying to get fit for the road trip coming up nbd you know um but like you just kind of get impatient with where you're at what you're looking for and and really how you're feeling about life and then you just kind of get into a spot so they're touring (laughs) so somebody just walked by I don't Google Springdale Apartments in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and just see what you're kind of dealing with. And of course, those are going to be the corporate photos, and so they're going to be zhuzhed up a little bit. And I mean, it's still unimpressive when it's corporate photos zhuzhed up, uh, but like a group of like just stereotypical Wisconsin white people walked by and it's going to be real funny for them to move in here. And it's going to bum me out because now it's kind of getting gentrified. Uh, but like my schizophrenic black neighbor, Terrence, uh, wait till they meet him. Wait till they meet the Mexican family that smokes in their apartment, despite like having to pay like a hundred dollars each time. Wait till they see the guy with like the giant pit bull that barks at everybody, but it's actually super sweet. Um, like, they're going to lose their minds. But somebody was, like, taking a picture of the outside and being, like... Because they're replacing the windows and doors. <laughs> just to, like, make them more energy efficient. And some lady, like, you could just... Because my, uh, my door hasn't been replaced yet. You can hear them go, like, oh, those are nice. And she was taking pictures of them to just, like, remember later. And it's just so funny. Like, wait till you... It's... I don't know. It's bait and switch. Every time... People want to say that used car dealers are the worst people in the world. But people like property managers of apartment buildings uh maybe that's where shootings should happen (laughs) uh i just did a writer's packet for like a television show that's going to air on uh network television and god if they ever find out about this podcast that might be the one that like it's not like i'm like I don't know. I'm not a super edge lord. I just think some things are funny that other people don't think are funny. And I probably it, like I probably won't get to that point in the process. It'd be super cool uh if they found it and they were like, "Hey man, we for sure can't give you this job because you just said apartment <laughs> apartment leasing managers should get shot by crazy people." Um but no, it's just like you have expectations and and it's one of those things that like spiritual journey uh part of the mental health update (laughs) section of the podcast it's like you just be grateful for what you're given um you're at exactly where you're supposed to be uh you're getting exactly what you deserve and you know just keep your head down keep working and i'm human so like i'm gonna get in those funks and um i wasn't like beating myself up about it i was getting frustrated with it but you know it's one of those things that it kind of works with you and um maybe even i'm a little nervous for this like road trip coming up because it's going to be a fun road trip uh which we're out of mental health we're going to go into to comedy update um i got to headline a couple of cool shows last week did a 420 show um after the 420 bra podcast which to me the title is still hilarious and i don't think got enough attention for how fucking funny that is uh 
but that's fine. It, it, some things, I, some things, <laughs> my fucking voice, my words today are hilarious. Um, some things are just for me, and that's perfectly fine. Um, but I did a 420 show, I headlined it, and maybe you should double check uh, before you get super stoned for the 420 show that everybody's on the same level as you, which the guy who promoted it, the guy who booked me, I told him I was going to be super high for the show. He was super cool with it. He's high all the time too, um, which is fine. So like he was on board. We were kind of on the same page that we thought that it was going to be a 420 show that everybody was going to be high. It's 420 and you're going to a four. It's literally called the 420 comedy show. And, like, people, the the guy who booked it also hosted went up there and was like, who's enjoying 420? And, like, nobody cheered. And I was already, like, I smoked a whole joint myself, which is a lot for me, and ate an edible. And so, like, it's already too late. Like, I have taken, the, tra- the train is off the rails at this point. And just, like, nobody was having it. And I was, other than, like, maybe another person and the host, the only person who's performing high on the show... And I was headlining, so I was doing the most time. And so, like, it was just bad news. I almost fell off the stage at one point. Loosely did fall off the stage, but I made it work, so, like, it didn't look that bad. Um, But it was one of those things where I was like, all right, maybe I've been smoking too much weed lately. And I started to... It's been since Saturday since I've had any sort of, like, weed of any any kind, any coined. God damn it. Of any... Like, this is just me sober, fucking white knuckling it, going... (laughs) Like, just Wellbutrin and caffeine. Like, this is what it is. This is my brain off drugs. Like, (laughs) this is your brain and me cracking an egg and scrambling it and having it sizzling. And this is your brain off drugs. (laughs) Like, I'm the opposite. Fucking weed calms me down. It makes my words make more sense. Uh, Because it is proven that, like, the nerve between your brain and your mouth gets slowed down when you're on THC. So, like, that's why, like, timing is off a lot when people are, like, talking or they talk slower. Um, something like that. Like, that's why they do that. That's why the weed voice is a thing. So maybe that's in- that's integral to my brain, to, like, slow my brain to voice thing down. So, like, my mouth can catch up with the stupid words I'm trying to say. But whatever. <sighs> so... <laughs> I'm like fucking spinning now. Um, I headlined that show. It was bad. Almost fell off the stage. It wasn't bad, bad. Like I did fine. Um, which to me, doing fine is worse than like bombing. If I would have bombed, it would have been okay. Cause then at that point I could lean into the bomb and just like kind of stop trying to make it good. But with fine, I'm like still just there battling, like trying to make it work, trying to get these people on my side. Uh, I know that there was, I haven't listened back to it because I just don't want to yet, but I know that there was a part where like I broke down how bones has the same set as how I met your mother and like broke one other person's mind in the crowd who actually cared. Um, but whatever. So we're outside smoking weed after the set because it's 4:20, um, and like some nice young lady came up and told me that she likes watching me perform, which is super cool. Like not like I liked your set, um, not like I think you're funny, but I like watching you perform. So that really saved it. And then a couple of nights later, um, I did a show at a spot called Brumder Mansion in Milwaukee, which is super cool. Uh, I was in this basement. The place is definitely haunted. And like some people from my old job just like showed up without telling me that they were coming. Um, so one, it's cool to like kind of loosely be a draw, not really a draw, but like have people buy tickets to come see you. Uh, that's cool. 
And two, it's fun to watch people that like you worked with and like maybe not liked you the most and like are there with other people who liked you, like watching them enjoy it and kind of, and it's again, like one of those, like you're never doing this to prove them wrong, but it's like one of those, like, oh, they can see that I'm not just like talking shit. Like that's kind of a nice thing to like kind of live up to the shit that you're talking about. Um, so that was cool. I had a good set. Um, the venue was fucking awesome. Uh, that place rips. If I ever wanted to like do a schedule or schedule special again, what these fucking words do a special, that might be the place. Like that would be a fun, uh, just like a very fun spot to like do a fucking like a special there because it's a very cool, like, I don't know. It's small. It's intimate, intimate, intimate. Oh, fuck, I gotta be done soon, because this is driving me insane. Like, my fucking god. <sighs> Alright, now we're reset. Um, I don't, probably not, it's gonna be worse. Uh, but yeah, so that ripped, that was fun. Um, then I got to host at the Comedy Cabin in Janesville, Wisconsin. Uh, that was a fucking blast, that was a good time. Uh, got to meet some cool people, got booked for a weekend there. Uh, but it's all really ramping up for like this road trip, going on the road with Tyler Ross. Uh, he's filming a special at like less than a month away from now uh, in Cuyahoga Falls at the Funny Stop, which like one is a big deal for me because I get to go back to like the first club that I performed at. And like I know for sure that like if I ever blow up, Pete will claim me as like that is my home club or the first place that ever did it. Um, so that's kind of like, whatever, like he's going to claim me when I blow up, blow up. So it'll be fun to go back there and do a cool set, but we're going to like, we're going to a brewery, like right outside of where I grew up and like people I grew up with are coming to the show. And again, it's not one of those like prove them wrong, but prove myself right. And like show people that like, I don't know, like that, that you're actually doing this. Like, it's so easy. It's one of, again, back to the white rapper thing. Like, there's always, like, some white kid trying to be a rapper still that works at Speedway. And God bless him. He's chasing his dream. I'm doing the same thing. Like, me and the white rapper guy are, like, on the same wave wavelength. And it's gonna, like, it's the same trajectory. I just think I'm better at comedy than the white rapper kid who works at Speedway. I'm a, I'm a middling comedian who works at a coffee shop. Like, it's the same thing. So, like, anytime that those memes are on there, like, until somebody sees you do it and do it well, like, it's one of those things that, like, it's just an idea. It's not real. And it's still kind of not real. Like, no matter how many cool things I get to do, like, just sending a writer's packet uh, to a fucking... And, which it's literally nothing. It's absolutely literally nothing. But the fact that somebody thought of me who's actually worked with like some of the best comedians in the world and is a very good comedian comedian himself and like starting the tour of the nation himself thought of me to send me this writer's packet for a show that's going to be on national television. That's a cool benchmark. Um, going back home and not feeling like you, like, I don't feel like I have to prove anything to people, but I'm very excited to show them where I'm at in my life now and where I'm at comedically. Like, and it's always an extra little heightened thing. You got to tighten the screws a little bit more. You got to tighten it up and make sure that you like bring the best effort and like you want to make sure that it's good, but like, I'm excited to show it off. 
like maybe for the first time ever not like and i mean if you've been listening for a while like you know that i'm in a good spot and i'm like confident of where i'm at and not even like projecting confidence like legitimately confident uh like if it was my show i would be happy doing it there and doing like a half hour like i know where i'm at and i'm excited to show it off so it's it's going to be super cool. Um, and that's like one of those reasons why like I might have been in a funk for a week because it's like, why can't I just be there now doing it? So then it almost feels like a vindicated, like, see, I'm right. And it's not even proving them wrong. It's just like, see, I know where I'm at and I know what I'm doing. And I left home for like a reason. And like, this is what happens. But again, it's a, it's a week from now. A week and a day. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, but this might be the last podcast for a while. I'll probably find it because I'm going to be on the road from like, and sorry for the dog making a bunch of noise. Um, now it's the dog's turn to get attention. Um, the cat's at the beginning, the dog's at the end. Dude, I will walk you when I'm done. I'm almost done. I promise. Go lay down. I know. It'll be soon. Um... But, what was I saying? Oh, uh, I'll find a way to do it. I'm going to take my laptop with me. But, like, I'm on the road from May 4th through May 22nd. So, like, that's 18, 19 days, almost 20 days uh, straight on the road. And, sure, I'll have time to do it. I'll be in a car. I'll be able to do it. But, like, when I'm on the road, I like to concentrate on comedy and, like, sightseeing and, like, taking stuff in. And I feel like if I'm just, like, sitting down and rambling for no reason, uh, that might take away from it. So, like, if I don't come out with one for a few weeks, like, don't leave me. Uh, listen to this one twice. Listen to some old ones. Go back to the beginning. Listen to the Classy Dinner podcast uh, to hear, like, actual real wild shit. Um, do stuff like that. You've got enough content from me. Uh, to last you for a while. I've been doing this for a minute. But if I come out with uh, some other ones, uh, then be happy. And Tyler will probably be on them. And he's very funny. I'm just not bringing all of, like, my... I have, like, mobile microphones, like lavalier mics uh, that I can hook up to my phone. Lapel? Lavalier? Lavalier? cavalier mics uh lava whatever but i have them but they hook up to my phone and like transferring from my phone to my computer to like making it look right like it doesn't seem like it's that hard but like you go fucking do it you don't know how to do it i mean some of you probably do but like most of you don't and it's extra work and like i could be like writing or reading or like maybe sleeping or driving or something you know so give me a break um but no it's gonna be great like hitting a bunch of states I've never done comedy in before uh, is going to be cool. Haven't done Ohio in a little bit. Like haven't done the funny stop since I moved. I hosted the open mic once and I did a guest spot, but it's been basically three years since I've done a real show there. That's going to be cool. Uh, doing BG, it's been, it's honestly been maybe four or five years since I've done like Northwest Ohio um doing PA haven't done haven't done Pittsburgh since before I left um so going through PA is going to be cool going to Virginia for the first time uh doing New York proper not New York City but like a spot in New York we're doing 
doing Massachusetts, doing Maryland. So like we're we're checking off places I've never done comedy before. Um, so I'm very excited about it, and I want to concentrate on that. Want to concentrate on being sharp because at the end of the month I'm going to be doing comedy on film. Uh, and it's not my special, it's Tyler's special, but it's still going to be filmed, so, uh, I want good clips, and I want, I want good tight jokes on there, and I want to do ones that I haven't done yet, uh, for maybe to have some content to put on the internet, so people think that I'm a real person, so, um, I don't know, if I don't talk to you for a little bit, uh, or if you don't hear this for a minute, uh, don't be too upset, all 24, 25 of you, um, I appreciate you, um, but, um, I don't know. We'll do that. And I'm searching for a song. I had a song shot, uh, ooh, we'll do that. Um, I have a song by Charlotte Sands, who I just found, uh, because of a title a week ago. Um, but it's called Six Feet Under. Listen to it. It's a banger. If you like, um, if you like pop punk or emo music, she rips, uh, especially that song. And the other song that's on there that's very good, too. Uh, her older stuff, I tried to listen to it. It's not my favorite. It's a little, like, more emo-y and, like, slow. Um, I don't want to say, like, girly emo, but, like, it's definitely, like, more... It doesn't have, like, the edge, as much of an edge to it. So, like, I don't... I don't associate well with it. But Six Feet Under fucking rips. Listen to it. It's very good. Um, but... Uh, I'm going to name this podcast One for the Road. There's an Arctic Monkeys call it, song called One for the Road. So uh, we're going to do that song. Uh, but, of course, I always forget to do my stupid pitch plug before. Uh, whoisrayroberts.com. Most of the dates are on there. Um, at whoisrayroberts. We keep, we're stuck at, like, 990 followers. All right? We need to, like, we need to ramp this up. And I'm I'm at 991. Need nine more followers. And it's not even, like, I don't – I'm – I'm not doing a good job of like pushing it a lot online. I don't put a bunch of comments on or like a bunch of content out and I probably could do it, but I don't know. You can, you can do this. All right. So, um, we're going to do that. Um, and again, if you don't hear from me, most of you have my cell phone number. So just like do that. So, uh, here's Arctic monkeys one for the road. Everybody. 